The reading today is the 122nd Psalm, a song of ascents of David. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together, to it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. So here we are. Well, first, thank you for allowing me to be here. I consider it an honor and a privilege. And uh, Jim, this is being taped, correct? So then I would like to say thank you to Reverend Tino as he hears this. I hope he smiles right now. Um, because it's, it's no light thing to be trusted with someone else's congregation for this hour of worship. So I, I appreciate that. And to Francis and Stephanie for your help and assistance in the emails going back and forth. Thank you so much. I feel like I just had to come on in and I was all ready to go. So this psalm, this 122nd psalm, is it's a song of ascents. It's a song calling people up to the temple, calling them to come together to worship, calling them to come together after a week, after a day, after hours, after the work that they have done, for people to come together and share their joys and sorrows and their cares and their concerns. And this is actually the words, the opening words of this psalm are part of a song that we sing at my church. And the song says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord our God. There is love in the house. There is peace in the house. There is joy in the house. There is a blessing just for you in the house. And it's a rousing song, and it sets the tone of joyful and enthusiastic worship for the people gathered today. And we generally sing the song at the beginning of a service. And by the time we finish, the congregation is on their feet, we're clapping and swaying, and if you've ever been to a Baptist church, you kind of know, you have an idea that we do a lot of clapping and swaying. It's, it's actually a workout on some Sundays. And I can only imagine that our enthusiasm as we are singing about coming into the house is similar to the enthusiasm that the people heard when they heard the call to worship to the temple. Let us be glad that we're going to Jerusalem to worship our God. Jerusalem's temple, Antioch Baptist Church, this house, these are places where we have decided that we want to be. We want to come here. We want to go there because the week behind us has drained us. And regardless of how present we want to be in the current moment, we're anticipation of the week ahead of us. Every Sunday at 5 o'clock, I get this feeling like, oh, it's about to start all over again. And when I was in school, it was around 2 or 3 o'clock, oh, I have to go to school tomorrow, because we're in anticipation of what's coming. We know we need to prepare. So we go, we come here with holy anticipation, and we wait to receive with open arms all the love, 
all the joy and all the peace that we can handle. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. So they come and they say, now that we're here together, I want to ask for the blessing of peace within your walls. May peace be within the walls of all of our houses of worship, but not only there. May peace be within the walls of your home. Unfortunately, working where I do, I actually, I should have said this earlier, I work for a domestic violence agency, hence the purple ribbon. I'm the training coordinator at my sister's place. So I spend my days thinking about, researching, preparing to talk to people about murder and death and oppression and racism and misogyny and violence against men and violence against women and violence against children. It's like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood on my job. <laughs> Not really. So I'm, I'm well aware that for many people there is no peace within the walls of their home. For far too many women and boys, men and girls, Peace does not exist in the walls of their homes or in the walls of their relationships. On Friday, for many of you, any of you who watch News 12, you may have seen some people in purple t-shirts out on the street handing out purple ribbons, some flyers, information, even purple Hershey's kisses, trying to raise awareness about the numbers and the lives of people who are lost due to violence. We were holding up banners because we just wanted people to know that we are trying to stop the violence and bring peace within the walls of people's homes. Think about this. Each year, women experience about 4.8 million intimate partner-related physical assaults. Men, number 2.9 million. In 2007, 2,300 deaths were the cause of intimate partner violence. 70% female and 30% of those were male. The mental health services and lost productivity in 1995 was estimated at $5.8 billion. Eight million children witnessed domestic violence each year. 32,000 people were denied shelter our shelters are overflowing. We have to turn people away. Three teens were killed by their partner. These are, these are just some of the numbers, but there are faces behind all of these numbers. And I will tell you from the work that I do that these numbers are low because people don't want to talk about it. They don't find the peace that they need within their homes. So I know people wonder, how can you do that work all the time? Well, some of the people I work with are survivors. Some of them were drawn to the work through the experience of loved ones. I do the work because I believe in justice. I hear that justice in the voice of the prophets. I hear that voice of justice in the voice of the prophet, for me, Jesus Christ. Now, what I know of the Hebrew prophets is that their job was far from easy. Nobody really wants to speak out on behalf of the widow, the orphan, and the poor. I don't remember reading about any prophet who wanted to lead an Occupy Jerusalem movement. 
Who wants to spend their time and energy facing rejection? And I tell you, when I tell people what I do, most of the people who already know me, they kind of say, oh, here she goes again, talking about violence. And I get that glassy-eyed kind of, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not that I want to do it. It's that I can't not do it. It's what I'm called to do. There's a quote that I love credited to Lila Watson, the Aboriginal activist, and it embodies one of the reasons why I do what I do, why I believe what I believe, why I stand on a corner and wave a placard or run into traffic, and I was watching the light, so I was okay, but to hand out information. And here's what she says, or it's accredited to her. If you've come here to help me, you're wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. The violence that impacts the lives of the people around us also impacts our lives. Believing in the worth and dignity of each human being requires me to link arms with the most vulnerable people in our society and work together to end violence in all areas of our society. I know that we're connected to one another in ways that we can't fathom, right? So if a minor change in a particular set of circumstances could cause a major change in a different set of circumstances, aka the butterfly effect, then imagine what our society experiences as a result of behaviors taking place within the walls of a violent home. If someone can't come to work, that's going to impact your job. Healthcare costs are going to impact you as well. Children being bullied, that impacts all of our children. We are not living in a vacuum. But it's these walls that surround us today that should concern us. The idea that every human being is endowed and blessed with dignity should flow through the walls of our houses of worship. I was very glad when Reverend Tino said to me, Kim, would you like to come and worship with us? Because I know this is a place that believes in speaking on behalf of those whose voices have been suppressed. So for the sake of my family, my friends, my neighbors, I will work to see peace within your lives. For the sake of the children we just saw listening to a lesson about bullying, for the sake of my three-year-old nieces, twins, and their classmates at Mount Kisco Daycare Center, I will work to seek peace within their lives. For the sake of the countless men and women who suffer violence at the hands of the ones they trusted and loved, I will work to seek peace within their lives. I will work because I know that my liberation, their liberation, your liberation is bound and tied up together. So let us work together. Amen.